Welcome to the Birds FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The War on Innocence. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, November 2nd in the year 2023. So a lot of things going on in the world, and we can look at a lot of the chaos that's going around. But at the end of the day, most of this is just an attack on the core of what is the most important to us, which are the children. But it's also an attack on and an awakening of the innocence in which we've walked in this world. People across the globe, in particular Americans, have become inordinately naive over the years or accepted naivety to the magnitude of what this evil is and truly what is capable when it's unleashed. And one only has to look now at what's going on in Gaza and the destruction of the children to awaken to the real darkness of what this world is really about. We've lived for years with child sex trafficking. We have a problem that has grown to be beyond a pandemic of child exploitation on on multiple of the levels. Our nation is the number one consumer of pornography, of the child sex trafficking industry, 70% of pastors watch porn, 80% of men watch porn or are addicted to porn, I should say. And then you have youth that at this age, by the time they get to the age of 12, 80 to 90% of them have already been exposed to hardcore pornography. All of this as we walk along and we live innocently, so to speak, I put those in inverted commas, in a world where we kind of get used to our convenience and our ease and our low-cost things. And this war is being waged to destroy the gift of innocence in our nation and in the world, which is ultimately God's greatest gift to us, which is then how we connect with him. So we're going to dig into all this in a little bit. But before we begin, the one thing you have to be very clear is that we are dealing right now with a threat of magnitude to the dollar, which is unprecedented. And this is a time when we're shifting to gold. We're seeing a lot of things happen. Many, many events are occurring on a global level that's going to under threaten the hegemony of the dollar and ultimately strip its value away. And that's something that we have to become very aware of. If you have your retirement savings in an IRA or 401k, you need to reach out to Birch Gold. And you do that by typing in BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and text it to 989898. So again, text BARDS to 989898. Birch Gold is going to send you an information kit where you can learn about getting a Precious Metals Backed IRA. Read through that. You can contact them. They're great at helping you preserve your wealth in a time like this with unprecedented instability. And it's a time when the dollar is sliding. You see countries shifting to gold. We see this Babylonian paper system coming to its end. The question is, where do we go? And ultimately, if the globalists continue to have their way, we're going to be up in some sort of digital currency exchange when you own nothing and you rent everything. So you want to do everything you can to preserve your wealth. So type in BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and text it to 989898, and talk to the the folks at Birch Gold today. They've been great with us. They've been with us for over a year. 
So with that said, what I want to do is bring this into a current issue about the dollar. Take a listen to this. America is going to be the poorest country in the world starting now. You're going to see the biggest crashes happening right now. So that's good for me because the price of gold and silver go up. So this time I went to the slums of Mumbai. What shocks most people is America never had slums like that. Mm. Today, slums are everywhere across America. The slums of Mumbai are spreading across America. So the big shift is Russia, China versus America, Europe. The Chinese are threatening to shift the yuan to gold. And if they do that, U.S. dollar collapses. If that happens, America goes. So that's why I've been saying this is trash. It's commodities, silver and gold. So being a capitalist, I own gold mines and I own silver mines. So when the dollar crashes, I get richer. And that happens time and time again. That's going to happen now. It's the biggest battle in history going on today. And the dollar is going to lose. The dollar is going to lose in this against commodities. It has no ability to stand up to that. And that's all part of a greater shift that we're seeing that all these wars ultimately are part of. They need to find a way to bless in their satanic way this new world order and this new one world currency. And at the core of that, you're going to have to have the blood of innocence. Everything that this group does, everything that they do, is based on sacrifice and blood. So how do you accomplish that, I think is the question, right? How do you accomplish this in such a way that you can be assured that you're going to get the blessings of their demonic world, and I blessings I use in very cautious means, to ensure that they are gain all the power they possibly can to secure this new world order and this one world currency. And the way you do that, literally, is with children and the sacrifice of children. Take a listen to this. This is the commentary about Gaza. It pleaded for the killing of children to stop. Now, our gravest fears about the reported numbers of children killed, going from dozens into hundreds into thousands, have been realized in just a fortnight. The numbers are appalling. Reportedly now more than 3,450 children have been killed. Staggeringly, this number rises significantly every single day. Gaza has become a graveyard for children. It's a living hell for everyone else. And yet the threats to children go beyond bombs and mortars. The more than one million children of Gaza have a critical water crisis. Gaza's water production now, its capacity is at 5%, 5% of its daily output. So child deaths to dehydration, particularly infant deaths to dehydration, are a growing threat. And if there's no ceasefire and if there's no water, no medicine, no release of those abducted children, then we hurtle towards even greater horrors afflicting innocent children. I'm going to be real blunt. If you're one of those taking a side in this war, and if you're one of those that's want to side with Hamas or you're one of those that wants to side with Israel, you cannot justify those crimes right there because both sides are involved in that sort of level of destruction. And this is one of the darkest slaughters we've seen. Granted, on the on sake of child sex trafficking, that problem is on a global level a thousand times that. We're talking 8 million children, according to an insider at the Vatican, of how many children are trafficked each year. But right now we're dealing with outright slaughter. So when I'm starting to read these things about people siding with Israel, I'm going to support Israel, or we go over and we say we're going to support Hamas. 
And what they tend to do is do this ridiculous deflection. And the deflection works something like this. It's like, well, Hamas put a bunker in the basement of a hospital. So it's their fault because Israel bombed the hospital and had and ended up killing children. This sort of lunacy has to stop. And this is literally the crimes that God so detests. And it's if you're going to take a stand in this war and you're going to start taking a stand in politics, it's best to remember that kingdom doesn't have politics. <clears throat> and children are the most precious gift given to the world. This whole thing just gets me sick because I just see so many of this alignment right now and so many people aligning to try to take a side, to be active in a fight, to be in the middle of this and try to claim this or that, that it's going to be good, we're going to get rid of Hamas. Hamas comes from Iran. And Iran's one of the fastest growing Christian communities in the world, but you're not hearing that in the media. Instead, you're being told to hate Islam. And what you're really hating are radicalized elements of Islam as there are radicalized elements in the in the Christian faith. Now, the latest thing here, and I've seen this come up, is that this was posted by Team USA. House Speaker Mike Johnson has announced a $14.3 billion aid package to Israel that is reportedly offset by a $14.3 billion funding cut to the IRS. <clears throat> it also includes zero money for Ukraine. It's not going to send any more money to Ukraine. Russians have cleaned that out. You notice the war in Ukraine has all gone away because they lost. The elites, which all ties back to the Karzarian Mafia, which links us through Askenazi Jew, which is the whole line that's running Israel, they have already been defeated in Ukraine. And so there's a pivot back. But let's, let's go to Ukraine for a minute, and let's talk about that so we can really keep this context on kids. Ukraine had one of the most liberal adoption policies of any country in the world. This is before the war. And they had massive orphanages that were always full. And the question you have to ask is, why were the orphanages always full in Ukraine? But then when you look at the lawyers and you have to dig into the lawyers, you're going to find that those lawyers take, go right back into New York and to some of the biggest law firms out there that are all about transferring children from Ukraine into other people's hands. And then let's not forget about the German group that was busted for having women enslaved, being forced to have babies and having the babies taken from them and then setting those up for adoption. And one of the biggest groups to adopt babies from Ukraine were those in the gay and lesbian community. Of course, then we had the bioweapons labs in Europe, in Ukraine. And that is ultimately where much of what we know as the death shot and COVID were incubated. They keep wanting you to look at China because if you look over at Wuhan in China, then there's justification to build another war with China, another war, another war front, because what these people need are wars right now. Wars do a lot of things. Wars destroy culture. They destroy history. They give reason to implement martial law, especially on a global level. Wars give them reason to start exercising massive levels of Internet censorship. War gives them reason to crush cultures and make them submit to their will willfully. Once people are ravaged by war, people will give up things willfully just to get back to normal. So with a good war, you can wipe out a culture, you can starve a culture, 
you can break a culture, all of its values that it stood for, people will willfully hand over and say, okay, I'm enough. I'll give up. Please take this. Give me whatever you want. If you doubt that, look at what happened with the Patriot Act. 9-11 hits. It's a completely rigged event. They used nanothermite throughout that entire building. Totally made it up. They used whole sorts of technologies to put those aircraft, overlay them into videos. We know this whole thing was a rigged and a lie. It was done as an insider deal. And oh, by the way, I mean, all evidence is pointing to once again being an inside job by Mossad. Yeah, that's the same Mossad that's been backdoor funding Hamas, if you haven't been familiar with that one. Because Hamas has worked really well for Israel to try to keep the war going. Because if you can have a war in the Middle East, you can justify any sort of atrocities. And if you can justify atrocities, then you can accomplish things of like erasing genocide an entire society to gain more land, to gain more power, or maybe even to do something like maybe put in a canal. Take a listen to this. I can't validate this as absolutely truth, but it makes sense in all the context that we're listening to right now of what's going on in Israel. Played. My mind is blown. I just watched something that answers every question about why America, the UK, and France are so staunchly in support of Israel and what it's doing right now. And of course, it has to do with money, obviously. But not what we would have thought of. I think we all would have assumed it was oil. Turns out it's not. Turns out this is what it's all about. This is the Suez Canal. This is owned by Egypt. The Suez Canal makes about $9 billion a year. And where does that $9 billion go to? It goes to Egypt. Egypt nationalized the canal, so it makes all the profit. So who's not collecting on this are the Americans, the British, and the French, and the Israelis. They want to change that. Enter the Ben-Gurion Canal Project over here. This is what's happening right now in the Middle East. What we're seeing on TV is all a ploy. It's all about granting access for this canal. The American and Israeli government plan on nuking this land over here to build a canal. They're going to use this land because that land is built out of a rocky terrain, whereas the Suez Canal is built on more of a sandy terrain. By digging through a rockier ground, they would have more likelihood to have a wider canal allowing two ships to pass each other at the same time, as opposed to one ship, which is presently happening in the Suez Canal. And where do you think that canal empties? Not just in the Mediterranean Sea. The Ben-Gurion Canal would empty right in northern Gaza. The Ben-Gurion Canal would empty into the Mediterranean at the northern point of Gaza. Northern Gaza. <laughs> so all we're seeing here, ethnic cleansing, genocide, forcing all of the Palestinians into the south of Gaza. It's all to build this canal. It's really important that you stay, in my opinion, you can do whatever you want. But I'm just telling you, from a standpoint of both biblically and spiritually and all these other things, if you're taking sides in this war, you're just taking part in a genocide. It's all at the end of the day economically run. Now I'm going to get into more of this tomorrow night, but I'm going to tell you one of the root issues here, it goes takes us right back to the t sinking of the Titanic because that is when all of this begins to move forward. 
And once they took out the balance of the elites that were against the Federal Reserve, they went into full overdrive to force us into a debt slavery system and create a global currency model that would force other countries into a debt slavery, which was all Babylonian money magic. You're seeing the continued continue outcomes of this, but the problem is the system has become so stretched and they put Band-Aids on it in so many different ways. There's only so many ways out of this without causing problems in, in your control system. Materialism is the number one religion in the world. It's the one thing that people will suffer over more, have, have consternation, worry about more than, than God himself. So when you have materialism running the world, it's pretty easy to manipulate people. All you have to do is increase prices a bit, increase your advertising a bit to, to, to drive wants and things you don't need. Reduce wages a bit. Keep people always in a level of just slightly dissatisfaction. And you can do all those things very easily by engineering, engineered inflation, especially with a currency that's no longer backed by anything of substance. And then you have to get into the food, and the food becomes a weapon system. So every time people are always at a, at a concern and a need of what, how they're going to make ends meet, constantly having to add more jobs, constantly thinking about everything else other than God, it's very easy to control them and hide everything in plain sight, which is literally what they've been doing because the child sex trafficking thing is hidden under that umbrella. And the wars are hidden under these umbrellas, these umbrellas of, of constantly in want of more, constantly on the edge of losing. It's the system that they built so well. And then there's this constant push of the ladder climbing of trying to get a higher corporate job of trying to get more money because you're trying to keep ahead of things, but you're always at this point, then your validation comes through what you wear, what you drive, what house you live in. And all of these things get to the root of missing the entire purpose of why we're here on earth. And it doesn't have anything to do with the goodies that you buy at Walmart or wherever else, or your Black Friday sales or all, all so forth. All of this has to do with our purpose here is having, having to do with our relationship in God. But this war has been attacking all of that, and it's been doing it very successfully. Now, granted, we've seen a big rise in the, in the people reaching out to Christ, which is wonderful. And we do see some trends that are changing thanks to people making wise decisions of not buying as much, starting to recycle more. You live differently, live more simply so others can simply live. All these are good things. But there's still a massive amount of people out here that are just walking like drones every day. And then when you get into this Israel model, you literally have two sides, Christians and Muslims, who are having being engineered to fight each other and destroy each other. And at the center of all of it is the one thing hardly anybody's talking about, which is the slaughtering of kids once again. Now, real quick, before we go on, food is a weapon system. It will be used as a weapon system. And you have to be aware that it'll be used as a weapon system. So you need to prepare. And this is a time to prepare. Do we know that something major is going to happen? No, absolutely not. But if in the current climate of events, would it be wise to prepare 100%? Because you've already seen what can happen when the governments have sold you out, which they have. They're allowing massive amounts of fighting age males come across the border, including Hamas. They're, they're setting up to create and they have their way to create mass terror and chaos within this country, which will disrupt supply chains, cause you to be on the edge, and it's going to stress some of your fundamentals that you're going to need. And you're going to need to have emergency food when you have to 
rely on it in your house, or even if you have to bug out and you want to get something that's quality and that will last long on the shelf. That's My Patriot Supply. They are the largest distributor of emergency food in the country. Their food will last on the shelf for about 25 years. Great meals, 2,000 calories a day, all the things that are essential in keeping you in the fight during crisis. So head on over to our website, preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Check out the three-month emergency food kit. You won't be disappointed. It's a great value. It's a great insurance policy, something that you truly need. And take advantage of it. It's worth everything you have to make sure that you're not caught short in this time. So again, preparewithbards.com. So we're, we're really quite literally just dealing with a level of insanity that's off the scale right now. And I guess for myself, when I, I look at these stories and I keep going over them, and I start, I keep bumping into these ideas that people are taking sides in a war that is slaughtering children. I'm scratching my head. I'm asking myself, what's happened to us? How do you take a side when children become the number one issue? How do you take a side in that type of war? How do you take a side in a war when children are the commodity of war? You can't. And there's no moral justification. I've heard, I've read some, it's ridiculous of people trying to say, well, yes, it's a consequence of war. No, it's not. And this is the, we come back to this again and again, and we start looking at this horrific things that are going on in the Middle East right now. And granted, we have to take some of this cautiously because there's a lot of disinformation going on. Each side is trying to throw things at each other. We're tr- they're trying to point one finger at the other, trying to make it's Hamas's fault or it's your fault or the Israelis' faults. But at the core, it's very simple to look at this. It's not difficult. Just look at where they are in their relationship in faith as a country or as a group and start asking the harder questions to lead to the bigger, the bigger depth of understanding. Hamas is a Muslim country. It's a Muslim organization, radicalized. And in principle to what they believe, they believe in the extermination of certain people. That does not walk or align with Jesus. Israel, the current government has been hiring extreme conservative groups to go out and terrorize those that speak the word Jesus. And that government in itself links back to the Ashkenazi Jew and the the Khazaria Mafia. That is not a religion of peace. It's a religion of sacrifice. The root of Cain. So if you're looking at these things and you're saying, okay, what's going on? It's pretty simple. You have two groups of people that are warring, warring each other and most probably warring each other because they're being funded by the backside by the same people. That shouldn't be hard to figure out. But to do that, people are going to have to break from their conventions and their desire and eagerness to see the end of world prophecies come about. That, that brainwashing has been off scale. And they don't know what to do because if you say things like, well, I'm, and I'm definitely not praying for Israeli government. Let's be clear about that. Because I'm not going to pray for a Satanist cult. And that has to be really appreciated here. We are not in a situation right now where we can afford to allow governments to wage war so that innocents can be slaughtered so they can put more people in slavery. 
We have a responsibility to be above them, especially in this nation. We talk about the Declaration of Independence, and it lays it out that the government is subordinate to the people, not we are subordinate to them. But this government doesn't abide by any of that. They run out of control, and they are running out of control. They are over the top. They ignore everything. They don't pay attention to any of the laws or rules. They just write what they own, what they want. They do arrests. They do whatever they choose to do. They wage war. This war wasn't brought to the people to ask, hey, by the way, would you like to support Ukraine? Nope, we just did it. Hey, by the way, are you going to vote to support Israel? Nope, we just did it. But here's the best part. that They've made the rules that if you speak out like I'm doing right now, you are subject to criminal prosecution because you dare speak against Israel because we consider that some sort of hate speech. There can never be a group ever in the history of humankind that is above criticism or reproach. There can never be that. And I can criticize Islam all day long to a degree until they decide that Islam's a good puppet in this operation to use, and then they're going to defend Islam. They're going to move their, their dial everywhere they can to protect the groups they're using to wipe out everybody. And what they're trying to do in a larger scale is create a global war because it's the only way they can hide the disaster of what's going on. And one of those big things is the economic situation, which is falling apart. And they need to have a cover for what's going to happen when they do this great reset, when they take all of your money out of the bank and they line it into a digital currency called the CBDC, which gives them back doors to everything you own so that then they can lock everybody into a compliance currency that if you don't spend it the way they want to or you don't abide the way they want to, you say something on social media, you, you decide that you're going to eat more meat than they want to, they're going to, they're going to punish you. And they can do this with this new CBDC. And you should know that by now. This is not, should not be anything new to you. So these are decisions, and we're sitting at a point when they're trying to distract you from all these things, including one of the key ones. And there's, I should say two, because there's two big realizations on top of the money thing, which is the system to control you. And they don't want you saying no to that. And you can. You just have to make a decision. I'm not going to participate. And yes, it might be a little difficult, but you have to not participate. And I don't say that as an option. If you don't want to be enslaved, don't participate. But there are other two big realizations, and they're the biggies, is when the real realization they don't want you to look at right now in the, sh in the most immediate is the fact that, oh, yes, we tried to kill y'all. We created up a con called COVID, and we used 5G and elements to amplify some of the basics of your health to destroy your health. And then we rolled out the bioweapon. We called it a vaccine so that you'll get it in your system. And then on, uh, we'll wipe out the elderly, classic communist move. Because in wiping out the elderly, you wipe out the wisdom class. And then you go after the youth because any of the youth that survive this now become completely detached. Their whole bodies have been d engineered differently. They've got DNA, this DNA modification stuff that goes in them plus all this garbage that's being put in their body, you end up with a generation with massive health problems, dysfunctional, unable to, to work properly, and inf influenced by 5G. And what does that mean? It means that they can stimulate certain health problems from a distance. They can eradicate key groups if that have become too vo boisterous or too radicalized in their term, meaning that we don't agree with them. These are called genomic weapon systems where they can literally target whole groups of people to wipe them out. And the baseline for that is what people are injecting in their bodies. And they're telling you it's part of this 
and they told people, they still are, that this is part of preventing the new pandemic. But you'll notice how all this has kind of dissipated. The flu's gone. They can hardly get traction anymore on another COVID con. The money supply is is lowest it's ever been. M2 is way down. We're heading into a major financial crisis. They don't have the people's will in fear the way they needed it. They needed to have people locked into fear massively. And then they got this other tiny little problem. It's kind of a pesky one for them. We're starting to realize that these elites at the lower tier are pedophiles and at the higher tier are pedivores, meaning they eat the flesh of children. So there you go. Isn't that interesting? Not really. It's disgusting. And with this, they know that this truth is percolating up. And we know that if this is, gets revealed with everybody, their power is over. The game is over. But So we need something to distract people and to get them back into the genie bottle. And what would that be? It's called a war. And it's a big war. We want a big war. We don't just want a little war. We want a war on a global scale. We want to have nuclear bombs flying things. We want to have people incinerated in their cities. And then once that begins, we want to release all these ground terrorists, all these sleeper cells that have been putting all over the United States with their weapons caches. And when we release that, the terror groups go out and they start terrorizing communities. And at the same time, you, you have to fill your military. So what do you fill your military with? Well, you fill your military with the new recruits that have come across the border that don't have citizenship, that have never had anything to do with the United States, that only know tyranny, and you give them a fast track to citizenship and you say, we are in need of people to make our arms forces work because since we have already poisoned the majority of our arms forces and we have a recruitment gap because the rest of the 120,000 or so that have left or are leaving and nobody's re-upping or re-enlisting, so now we have a gap of, of needed personnel. So we open the door up to that, to the illegals that have come in, offer them a fast track and to citizenship. We use them in war, get them trained up, and then you bring them home and they become the new force of tyranny. And you literally, in a very simple hand, hand move, sleight of hand, you just transform your military from being of the people to of the government's tyranny plan. And all along, you have this other distraction which is called Trump, and all of the nonsense that he's going through in the court system. So everybody's looking over there and talking about how this is unjust or it's a, it's a witch hunt. That is your shiny silver object that you're following. Because in the meantime, over here, in this terror that's going on, with the realization of children percolating up, the military being transformed, the war that they want to get you in, the economic pivot that's going to happen, or they're trying to make happen, and people are worried about what's going to happen to President Trump. It's literally, it, it just goes beyond my imagination of how easily, easy it is to persuade people and move them off target. And so in the bigger matrix of all of this, as we start to look at what's going on, it becomes very quickly evident that they are heading into a major plan to enslave the American people at a level we have never imagined. And then they're going to be able to move forward with a plan to arrest people for what you say. First Amendment gets suspended. People say, well, I've got 2A. That's not going to be hard to, to deal with because basically 2A is going to be a select issue. They do it market by market, regional market by market. And there'll be a little gun skirmish, but don't worry about that. That just is even better for everybody because for them in the tyranny plan, that is. Because it leads to civil war. 
And civil war leads to perpetual war. Just another great thing. So, we are not. In, we are in a crisis, and right now, the pulpit, which was the backbone of this nation, is failing us. We have churches literally promoting war. Now, just so I say it, because I also get a lot of these comments. It's like, don't you dare think for a moment that the Muslims aren't going to go and Islam isn't going to wipe out and go to full war with Christians. I'm just curious. Have you read Genesis? Because God created all things, included everybody in this planet is his that he created. So when you have a church saying that I am going to, number one thing we have to go against Islam, I literally just shake my head. I'm like, okay, once again, social engineering and propaganda have done a wonderful job of corrupting the pulpit so that with the end of times theory that's going on in Revelation, everybody's eager to get there because they want to facilitate the return of Jesus. I hate to tell you, but that's not our role. And it is not our role at all. Our role literally is a point in time when we have to start finding ways towards peace. That's what we, it is called the Prince of Peace. That's Jesus, by the way. And it's time to get our focus on this. And there's many ways to accomplish that. But if we go to the root of things, which is important, and you really want to talk about the bigger issues that we've, I mean, frame the bigger issues. And people are asking like, okay, well, what do I do about child sex trafficking? And, and, what, and what exactly am, am I going to do about COVID? And what am I exactly am I going to do about this economic thing? It always comes down to the same things. It's how we operate in our home and our communities. And you notice there's this arc that's been going on. I mean, arc, it's the, it's the reality. We've had women stand up in this fight, but men have still remained very passive. And I have struggled with this and asked myself, why is it that men are so apprehensive to get in this fight? And veterans, look, I get it. If you fought in war and you've come back home, you're like, man, I do not want to have to do this again, in particular on our home turf. I don't want to do that. But there's all these other people out here. So we look at one thing, which is obvious, which is the economic taxing, which is the de decline of the dollar, the overburden on, on salaries, the need to keep multiple jobs to make ends meet, all this. I get that. Those things keep people highly occupied. You don't have time to think past much of anything, let alone if you're going to have to go to war with your government. But every compromise that's made there is feeding into your trap of being held a prisoner with this new tyrannical system that's rolling out. COVID-Con was another one. And you know my position on this. Originally, I said, when this thing first came out, if you wear the mask, you're going to take the vax. And that proved true most of the time. And those that have taken the shot, yes, you're starting to step back from it. And many are asking questions what to do. And I, those are good questions to ask, especially since there's not a lot, really, that you can do about it. Because you took it. You put it in your, you put it in your blood. And look, it's rough, and it's you've you're, you've made a bad decision. And the problem is the bad decision isn't easily correctable, and you have limited yourself on the battlefield by taking an emotional position of reacting and ultimately leading to something that has left you semi has left you semi-incapacitated. I want to read this one piece here from Dr. Lee Merritt. I'm just going to read it. I think this sums up a lot of that position as we then move to the very root of the bigger problem. 
It says, okay, consider this is from Telegram. This was a post on, it was a post a few days ago. I'm checking the date here. It looks like it's about three or four days ago. Okay, consider this letting off steam, she says. I get m- multiple calls and texts and emails and Skypes daily asking for ideas and solutions to vax damage. I've always believed, as H.L. Mencken wrote, the role of the physician was not to preach absolution, but to save people from the consequences of the physical sins. But I sent this with an apology as a response to a recent query. Here it reads. I don't mean to sound rude, but I gave up my career and my retired life to tell people not to do this, referencing the shot. They laughed at us, belittled the message, didn't even consider the spiritual meaning of the events and this, and this crazy poison. Then when we kept speaking, we were told to go away, don't need you speaking anymore. Then when we set up our own platforms, we were demonetized and censored and shadow banned. How many could have stopped this if only they had stood up with us? Too many took the money. Too many took the poisons and the positions offered if they, compl- if they complied. And now too many are in trouble. This is a war and the very people who should have realized the stealth attack didn't. And in war, there are unavoidable casualties of all those who have no situational awareness or street smarts. Interestingly, the black community or street or, I'm sorry, interestingly, the black community figured it out, but military senior officers didn't, in question mark. I'm sorry to vent, but suddenly everyone calling and writing me, and I'm wondering how suddenly they got so smart. Because in 2020, I went from being a respected spinal and orthopedic surgeon to the village idiot in a few months for saying that masks don't work and it is crazy to mandate our military to take any an injection whose blueprint was given to us purportedly by the Chicoms, who are not our allies last time I was I was in uniform. So sorry for venting. I'm not sorry you vented, Dr. Merrick. It was an awesome piece. And it's reality. So that just leads us down to the final piece here which is everyone's looking at this. And if you can't see this maneuver that's going on with the money and the budgets where suddenly we're dumping billions into Ukraine and then we do this pivot and start dumping billions into Israel and to see how that process is feeding into the economic collapse of the United States after they've already weakened part of the public with with this bioweapon and how big pharma is all behind much of that. And if you can't start to see the picture of the conspiracy, we're in trouble. But let's just pull it all together now. Because when we get it all together, where we end up is the root, which is children. Children is their commodity. Children is what they trade. Children is what they do. Children is all about their power. And I'm going to get blunt because this is what they believe. They anally rape children because they go for the youngest they can get because it is represents power, which is closest to God. And by anally raping children, they believe they open up demonic portals into this world for their own power. That is what they believe. So this has become an obsession with power across the globe, using children, God's greatest gift to us, as a commodity, and God's, the men and women of God that should be standing up with swords drawn 
are wringing their hands and wondering what we should do or taking sides with Israel as Israel's slaughters and Hamas together slaughter over 3,000 children. Are you seeing a pattern? Because it's ridiculous what we have going on here. It's sickening. It's sinful. It is an accountability towards this culture that we better pray hard for mercy because we are walking into demise in this nation and we're earning it every day. And so let's take it to the home and let's take it to the root. 70% of pastors watch or are addicted to porn. 80% of male adults watch or are addicted to porn. The fastest growing market in the United States for pornography is women. And I have enough calls of people telling me like, I'm addicted to porn, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do, stop. Look, I'm all about praying for people. I'm all about helping through scripture and being doing deliverance and helping people break from the porn addiction. But you gotta be willing And unfortunately, too many people aren't. They like the euphoric experience of pornography and the sexual satisfaction it brings them in the physical. And they're not willing to make that step. And you don't have to have anybody's help to make a decision to break. Sure, it makes it easier. And it may be that down the way you need some help just in your lifestyle stuff. But why am I bringing up porn? Because at the end of the day, it's one of the greatest engines of of this enemy's weapons. It divides the family. It disempowers the male. It creates anger and hostility within men, which can be used for violent actions. It can also be used, it also is a weapon is a weapon system that destroys the love and nurturing of the family and turns the men into more violent spouses. These are all provable. And the big one of the day, if you're watching porn, you're part of the child sex industry, period. End of story. No, not even a discussion about that. You're driving the sex industry. You're part of the funding of the global elite that uses children for the sake of power. We complain about the kids coming across the border. We complain about the 200 some odd thousand children that have gone missing since they've come across the border. The DHS can't track. Yeah, we heard about 86,000. It's far worse than that. Doc Peters was on the show last night. Doc Chambers, I'm sorry, was on the show last night talking about it. But here's the deal. None of that happens if there's not a demand. You want to go to the root and you want to core out those that are sex trafficking and people want to say, well, get to those guys that are trafficking. I'm going to tell you, don't go to the people that are using. And the United States is the number one consumer of pornography and the associated products in quotation that deal with children, sex with kids, children's porn. And then of course there's that other fringe of, the power groups from satanic cults that enjoy children for many other reasons, which all center around power. So this is a world we're dealing with in distractions right now. It's a big canvas of distractions and deception. And the big one right now, everyone's eyes on Israel and Hamas taking sides. And by the way, Israel is a safe haven for pedophiles. Just thought I'd throw that out for you. While you line up over there waving the flag and saying, we're going to support Israel. We're going to stand with Israel or I hate Hamas, or I'm going to stand with Hamas. They're no better, by the way. 
dig into the radicalized Islamic culture, you're going to find out that little boys are their prize. They love it. In fact, it was so bad in Afghanistan that the Taliban had to put a rule out at one point that said men without men without beards can't have sex with boys without beards. Try that one. That was a public statement. So we've got completely corrupted religions that are waging a war that churches here are saying is a good thing because it's going to be the end of times, or at least rallying behind Israel. And the root always goes to the same. While 3,400 plus children are now dead in Gaza, probably for the reasons like we already heard tonight, with some sort of canal that's going in, which is an economic boon for them. So who cares if you wipe out a few kids and wipe out a whole culture and go genocide so that you can dig a new new trench in the sand so you can run a couple ships around there for greater money and revenue? At the end of the day, we are dealing with children. And you cannot enter heaven without the heart of a child. And it would be better for those that do harm for children to have a millstone put around their necks. Where are you sitting on that statement? Because if you're behind these wars and you're not dealing with the issues in your community and you're not dealing with the issues in your home if you have porn addictions, you're on that list of millstones. We need more Jesus. We need more repentance. We need more coming to truths of what we are actually doing. We need more honesty in the heart. We need more cleansing in the heart. We need more breaking from addictions. And we need to be walking like Jesus, not walking the way you do because it's sexually satisfying or whatever else is going on. Yeah, harsh words tonight. A little bit frustrated because I get too much input from people And I see too much input of people that are just not paying attention to what the greater war is. So if it doesn't fit you, bless you. But if it does fit, fix it. And if it doesn't fit you, let's get out on the street and get into our communities and reach out to those that are suffering this, that are driving this problem on a bigger level. Because that's our responsibility as Christians, walking in Jesus. There's a lot ahead, a lot that we have to overcome, a lot of challenges that we face. All of these are accomplished and doable in our faith. We can hit the we can be the most difficult, hit the most difficult points ever, and we can always win. As long as we stay true in our relationship with God and Jesus. John 15, 1. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. Be the vine. Lean into God. Let him cleanse off and break off those branches that don't produce. Keep yourself clean and focused. Stay out of the chaos and the stupid of the politics. Reach more deeply into him and wage war through the Spirit. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you tonight for this show and this opportunity to bring people together, to unite more, hopefully, in the body of Christ. And this is truly our prayer, to bring people closer to the reality of who we are, to be the vine and let you be the vine dresser. Father, this is a moment in time when we have a lot of things to look at, a lot of questions to ask, and a lot of of accountability to have. And our country 
is still running off the rails. We have a prayer for mercy for our nation tonight, Father, because what we are dealing with at this moment in time is still a deep and moral corruption at the root of everything that we are, and we have to take an ax to that root. We have to start resetting who we are and how we live in the body of Christ. So, Father, we pray for this nation this evening. We pray that there's a powerful sense that falls over this nation that fills us completely and replenishes us and gets us back to the root to be the vine so that you can be the vine dresser so that we can rise up more mightily as a nation under God and start to face these problems head on, not with guilt and the moral complications and contradictions that so many walk with now, but rather with a mighty way of standing and looking in this time. It sees clearly, that walks truly in the footsteps of Jesus and raises up the kingdom rather than celebrating the death and war. This is the conflict of the spirit of life and the spirit of death. May we choose wisely and choose whom we serve. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So patriots, that is the bottom line. We are in a war of a spirit of life versus the spirit of death. Choose wisely. Choose whom you serve. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 